You're listening to the Makers Making Money podcast, a place where business-minded makers will learn how to sell their products, make money, and build a small business. Here's your host, Katie. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Makers Making Money. Today, we have a great topic to discuss that's going to be especially catered to our online business e-commerce people out there, makers. Um, So we're going to talk about shipping, the whole process of shipping. What are some tips and tricks to save money, do it more efficiently, how to shop around for the best rates, all of these types of things we're going to talk about. So first, I have a few tips to share from my experience. Um, So I've been running my pretty much 100% online woodworking business for the past two and a half years. And I've definitely learned a lot about shipping. I've learned that I wasted a lot of money on shipping when I didn't shop around and I didn't have all the information out there that was available for me. So I want to pass on some of that knowledge for all of the makers that are selling products online or just needing to ship products out to customers. So sharing a few tips first, and then we're going to go into a Q&A. So my first tip is to plan your shipping strategy. So what that means is to look at the products you sell, what types of boxes and packaging are you going to need? How do you have how are you going to make sure that those products get there safely um, without damage? Because, you know, shipping out damaged items and having to replace them is just miserable. So I've found for me, I overpackage as much without as much as possible without being ridiculous and wasteful of materials but just to make sure that things arrive there safely and without damage because even if you feel like you've packaged it securely in the box the shipping services shipping companies they still find a way to have the box completely mangled when it arrives to the customer so even if you feel like it's good you maybe want to go a little bit extra with with your shipping so my first tip is to really analyze your products that you're going to have or that you have and understand what size of boxes you're going to be needing to purchase so that you're packing things really efficiently you don't have a bunch of empty space in the box where things can move around and get dinged up Um, so this will take some time. So you're going to just want to find a place to start. For me, when I started out, I didn't want to have to buy a bunch of boxes in a bunch of different sizes. So I bought a few different sizes and I just made it work for, for the products that were selling the best at the time. And then over time, I was able to kind of figure out like, oh, this, this is the perfect size of packaging for these items. So, um, and those items are selling a lot. So I can, I can buy kind of a more custom box for that specific item and then another custom box for the, for another item. So learn as you go and and really get the most efficient packaging starting with the box for your item that will save you a lot of hassle and and needing to purchase a lot of extras to stuff inside the box and fill all the voids. My next tip is to repurpose things. Um I don't repurpose everything. I don't repurpose boxes and stuff like that. My thought process is that, you know, I want to treat my business like a real business. So I want to give people a fresh box when I'm shipping it out. It's not the most environmentally friendly thing to do, but I just I wouldn't feel right about 
um, shipping things out in like a recycled Amazon box or something like that. I think it's great if people can do that with their business. But with my business, it, it just doesn't work out, unfortunately. But I do repurpose a lot of other things that come inside the packages that I get. For example, when I order my boxes, they always come with a bunch of those bags of air. So I I save all of those and I reuse all of those. Those are excellent. It's a good thing to reuse. You can't really, you can't tell that it's been reused. Like it doesn't arrive all damaged or anything like that. So um, those are a really excellent item to reuse. Then also bubble wrap. I also reuse if I purchase something and it has like a bunch of styrofoam or something like that in the box, I'll save that and then use that um, like cut it up into smaller pieces or use it however I can to to make sure things are are packed well. So so definitely keep that in mind to reuse different things or if you if you get something that has like some foam around it or, or things like that, those are excellent things to save and and then repurpose them and use them for your packaging. Okay, and then my third tip is to, this is something I learned early in the stages. Sometimes you have awkward sized items where you just can't find the right sized box. Or even if you can find the right sized box, you don't want to have to commit to buying 25 or 50 of that particular size of box because you're probably just not going to sell this size of item very often and you don't want to have a bunch of extras sitting around. Um, So I was in that predicament where I had purchased some boxes and then it's like I used them a few times, but then I just had them sitting around and they were just wasting space, also wasting money on something that just wasn't that usable except for in a couple of instances. So what I learned, um, I watched a video on YouTube of how to make your own custom sized cardboard box And the video I watched was making a very small, like almost jewelry-sized box, but I applied it to my a little bit larger um, woodworking products. And I basically, I purchased large cardboard sheets. You can just get flat sheets of cardboard. Or, you know, if if you find a huge box or something, this is also something where you could maybe repurpose and cut the box up and make your own size box. Um, So I purchased large sheets of cardboard that were like about four feet long or five feet long by two feet wide. And then I got um, a hot glue gun. And basically, if you, you, you can search for the video, how to make your own cardboard box or shipping box. Um, and then you can use this, this cardboard sheet to make your own custom size box, which is nice because when you're shipping something, you can get a real nice fitting box that, again, doesn't have a lot of voids, not a lot of extra room. So it's just really your product will sit really cozy inside the box. And you don't really need much. The The cardboard sheets are not that cheap. Um, they're a little bit expensive, but depending on the size of boxes you're making. So for mine, I typically have to use about one sheet for one box because my products are a little bit larger. Um, but it, it, it's, it's pretty good compared to just the price of buying one-off boxes. I think it's a, a more economical option. Um, so basically the supplies I need in addition to the cardboard sheets is a hot glue gun, a ruler, a tool that can be used to kind of score the cardboard so that you can get nice, straight, clean folds when you make your box. And then just your regular other supplies like shipping tape. So you don't have to invest a lot to do this this option. 
Um, but it definitely is something that's more time consuming because you got to really measure it out, think about it. You got to do some math to to make sure that your box and then you have the flaps to, to fold over and close your box, make sure that everything's adding up. But this is a really excellent option if you have odd sized products and you, you don't want to commit again to to buying a large quantity of boxes in a very specific size. So those are my top three tips um, for shipping. And then we're going to go into some Q&A about shipping. And this will have, you know, share some more information about best practices and and tips for, for you to help hone in on your shipping for your products. So the first question is, what's the best company to ship my products with? Um, so this is something that it took me a while to learn. It actually wasn't until last year, about a year into my business, that that I learned that I was significantly overpaying for postage on a lot of my packages. Um, basically, I sell predominantly through Etsy. And it wasn't until I started a Shopify site, which was like about around the summer of last year, 2022. It wasn't until then that I realized that wow, Etsy does not offer the lowest rates. Um, So basically, shop around. I use Shopify. Shopify has pretty affordable rates. I was surprised at how um, much better their rates were than Etsy in a lot of instances. So I use that when I get orders through Shopify. If you're not getting the order through Shopify, then obviously you can't purchase a label through them. Um, but then Etsy, Etsy has good prices on a lot of packages, but again, it depends where it's going, what the weight is and stuff. And there's a lot of times where I find that Etsy isn't the cheapest. And the website that I use that I always double check is Pirate Ship. So Pirate Ship has been really good for me. I've in in a lot of instances, I'm saving maybe two to five dollars per package over the Etsy prices when I use Pirate Ship. So definitely look into Pirate Ship. It's also very nice because with Pirate Ship, you can sync it. When you create a Pirate Ship account, you're in your account on the Pirate Ship website. You can uh, sync your Etsy shop with it so that all of it'll pull up all of your orders through Pirate Ship. And then you can just print the labels directly and it will process um, the label on your Etsy side as well and mark it complete and, and upload all the tracking and everything like that. So it's it's very automated, which is really nice. So definitely check into Pirate Ship. I think that's a really excellent option when when Etsy isn't giving you the best price. Again, sometimes I save up to $5 per package. My packages are usually around three to like six. Some of the heavier ones are maybe more more like eight pounds. So um, definitely check into that because pirate ship for some of the things where Etsy is just charging the rate. I, I usually ship uh, USPS priority mail for almost all of my packages, but for some of them, they do like the cubic pricing on pirate ship, whereas on Etsy, they just do like the regular priority mail pricing. Um, so you can get the better rate on pirate ship. So definitely look into that. Okay, the next question, shipping costs are so expensive. Are there any ways I can lower them? Um, So I guess related to the, the last question, definitely shop around, make sure you're getting the best rates you can. Even if you're only saving a couple bucks per package, if you're selling 20, 30, 40, however many items per week, that really adds up to a significant amount. So certainly shop around. As I mentioned in the tips section, be strategic with your packaging. Make sure that you're, um, 
using efficient boxes so you don't have to purchase a bunch of extra packaging materials, but then also maybe check into the the option of building your own boxes. Um, if you if you do smaller boxes, maybe you can get make a, a ton of boxes out of one sheet of cardboard. So um, definitely shop around for your packaging um, options as well. And then also check out if you if you ship via USPS, the postal service, um, check on their website. They have a lot of free shipping supplies. Obviously, they have like their flat rate packaging in the post office that you can choose from a few different sizes of that. But then on their website, they have a lot more options as well. Not Most of them aren't flat rate. Actually, you can just get priority mail boxes and those would be free. They ship to your house for free. And then you just have to purchase priority mail postage for those packages. So definitely check into that. They have different sizes. I use a lot of the the free packaging from USPS because regardless, I'm sending everything priority pretty much anyways. So so for me, this is an amazing option of not having to spend an, an extra one or two dollars for these packages because I'm I'm gonna be shipping it priority either way. And then I can get my free boxes delivered to my house. You can also get like priority mail stickers. You can get different, uh, a few different types of um, shipping supplies that are handy. And, and it's again, it's free. Um, so definitely check out the USPS store online and see if they have anything that might meet your needs. All right, the next question, where do I get or order my packaging? Um, so as I mentioned, check out USPS. And then I buy everything in bulk or try to because it just makes more sense for my business. Um, most of my boxes I get from Uline. Actually, pretty much exclusively I get my boxes from Uline, which is good. You can check on their website. They have tons of different sizes and they have everything you could need in terms of packaging. Um, so Uline is great. And then um, when you're shopping on Uline, you'll notice they have, I think they have at least two different like quality options for the cardboard boxes. One is it's called like ETC, I guess, which is kind of like a lighter cardboard box. So if you're if you're not shipping things that are as heavy, then you can save a little bit of money going with like the lighter cardboard box option for mine I started out with that but some of them for my woodworking things because it's it's a little bit more heavy their the quality just wasn't as great I was finding that they um, they were getting really knocked around a lot in shipping and and the box just wasn't holding up as well so so it might make more sense just to go with the regular it's not a significant price difference but there's definitely a price difference between the the heavier cardboard and the lighter cardboard. And then I also um, purchase. I purchased my bubble wrap from American Bubble Boy. You can get that in bulk there. I try not to use as much bubble wrap, but but I do still need it for a lot of products. And then they do. I think they offer some kind of like eco friendly types of bubble wrap, or you can purchase. They have kind of like a bubble wrap substitute that's made out of just purely from paper material which is great but for me I just found like it was it's quite expensive compared to bubble wrap so I just haven't been able to make that switch yet um so if that's something that's important to you you can shop around for more environmentally friend friendly options as well and then when I'm not using bubble wrap which again I really really try to limit it and in some of my packages I don't do any plastic um products at all but so I use the on Amazon, you can get bulk packages of 
packing paper. So it's just large sheets of paper. It comes in different sizes. I think the one I use is like uh, probably about like a couple feet wide and maybe like a foot or so um, tall. So they have different sizes and I buy it in a 20 pound um, package every time. I think that's the largest that I've found on Amazon, but I probably should shop around for that because I'm sure it's available elsewhere as well. Um, but but use that to fill in your voids. Just crumple it up and fill in the voids. It works really well. It also works great to wrap the products in, make them look really nice and, and clean. So I love the packing paper. Check. Um, so So definitely check into that as well. And then I mentioned on a couple episodes... Um, using your tax-exempt reseller's certificate towards your shipping supplies. Again, you have to check the laws in your state um, and make sure that 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 counts as something that you can use your tax-exempt certificate towards for the shipping supplies that's going to end up in your customer's hand. Um, But definitely don't forget to do that. So, for example, with Uline, once you... Once you've been approved and you have all the information you need to to submit your reseller certificate with them, you can do it there. And then every order you place, they'll keep it on file and you can um, it'll apply to your order when you make online orders. So those those would be my suggestions for where to get packaging. All right. The next question, what's the best way to wrap my packages so the products won't be damaged? Um, so I use, as I mentioned, I use bubble wrap occasionally where necessary to add a little bit more protection. And then I use the packing paper. And the biggest thing I think is making sure that you fill the voids in your package so that things aren't just rattling around. And especially if it's something delicate that could easily be damaged, make sure to fill the voids. And that's where you can reuse those like bags of air that come in almost every package that we get nowadays, those are excellent things to reuse to, to fill in the empty space in your box. All right, the next question, shipping takes up a lot of my time. How can I be more efficient about it? I wish I had some good suggestions for this question. Um, for myself, I kind of do my orders um, kind of in bulk, I guess. So since I do woodworking, I have to build everything. So I kind of build them in batches, finish them in batches. And then when I'm shipping, then I'm doing it in batches. So I'm wrapping everything up, printing all my labels as once and at once and kind of doing it assembly line style. So that's the best way that I've found is just, you know, have everything ready to go so you can do a bunch of packages at once if you have the you know, if you have the orders where you can can do it kind of in batches like that, I think that really helps. Other than that, it, it just really is a time-consuming process. I think one of the best things that's helped me is making sure I have an efficient space to do my packaging. So I made a space in my house where it's dedicated to packaging. I have a counter where I can wrap things up, do the boxing, tape it, everything. I, when I first started, I was like trying to do it on the floor and I was breaking my back every time. So Set up a nice place where you can have a shipping station if you have the room for it. That's something that really has helped me. All right, the next question. I want the packaging to really delight my customers. Do you have any tips? Um, So this is a great question. I definitely enjoy getting a package and having that nice unboxing experience. Um, But I'm also the type of person that doesn't believe in 
putting a bunch of extras in the box just to make it feel more pretty. Um, Some people do that and they do it really well and I think it's awesome. And when I get packages like that from places I've bought something from, it's exciting. But the sad part is, is that a lot of it is just wasted material. So I just kind of fundamentally don't believe in that. So I keep my packaging really simple. What I have done is purchase a stamp, a rubber stamp from a seller on Etsy they make them and you can just use your logo. The stamp has been amazing because you can use the stamp if you're wrapping things in the packing paper from Amazon, as I mentioned earlier. You can stamp directly on the paper. You can buy little round craft paper tags on Amazon in bulk again. Um, And then you can just put your stamp on the paper. It makes a really beautiful tag for the product. So the stamp is amazing because you can use it in so many different ways. And it's, you know, it's just... You, you have your stamp, you buy an ink pad, and then you have whatever you're going to be stamping on. So it's not not super wasteful, um, but a really nice way to give your items a personal touch. And then I, so aside from the stamp and the tag, I don't put the tag on everything. I put the tag on certain things where it just, it fits well and it, it goes well with the product. Um, and then I just do a nice thank you note that I get printed at FedEx. So like a postcard size note. I design it on Canva and then I do the printing at FedEx, print as many as I can at one time to to get the price down per note. And and that's what I do in my boxes. I think it's nice. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too extra, but gives it a little bit of a personal touch. So I think that's I think that's a great way to do it. Definitely get yourself a stamp if you don't already have one. And then also if you sell in-person places, you can use the stamp to put a stamp on your bag if you're um, like giving out paper bags to people that with their products in it. I, I did that at the last event that I did and it's, it's just a nice touch and it's all you have to do is buy the stamp. It's just it's not that complicated, just a little bit of extra work for you. So that is what I do for the packaging. All right, two more questions. So the next one is, should I include shipping costs in my pricing or not? This is an excellent question and I don't know the answer. Um, For me personally, I do free shipping for everything. Um, I think it works for me, especially now because most of my sales, I make them on Etsy. And as I mentioned, Etsy isn't always the best most affordable shipping option, especially now that I've discovered pirate ship. So for me, the free shipping on Etsy works well because I feel like it's easier for the customer. Everything they they know the price they're looking at is the price it's going to be. They don't have to add it to the cart and then calculate the shipping and do that whole process, even though I think on Etsy it's a little bit easier than that. But but still, I just feel like it's a more straightforward process. Um, then for me, it's like, you know, not every package obviously costs the same to ship. So in some instances, my profit margin is a little bit less than other instances where I'm shipping something a little bit closer. Um, but how I do it is that when I'm pricing my products, I price for the maximum amount of shipping that I would be paying to ship to someone. For example, I'm in New York. So shipping to somebody in California, what would that rate be for that size of package and that weight? And then I use that number to price in. So when I'm able to ship something cheaper than that number, then that's just added profit for me. So so that's what I do. And that's what works for me right now. 
All right, the final question. What do I have to take into account when shipping abroad? like extra costs and such. So I have, I don't ship abroad a lot, but I have made some sales abroad. Last year, I sold to people in 10 different countries, mostly making sales in Europe, especially like Germany, the Netherlands. Um, So I pretty much use my same shipping strategy. Um, I, I would say the only thing is just, you know, making sure you put extra tape and stuff on the box because it has a longer distance to travel. So The caution that you use to ship a domestic package, probably double that caution when you're shipping something internationally because you just you don't know what it's going to go through on its journey. Um, So so be extra diligent in the packaging. Again, for international orders, if you're shipping with priority mail, you can take advantage of the free shipping supplies from the, the post office. And then aside from that, that's that's pretty much all I do. I, I don't really do anything extra for international orders. Obviously, when you print the label, it's going to be a different type of label. And, and there are some additional like customs documents and stuff that you um, will occasionally need for an international order. So you want to make sure that you include those. And that is something that you can get on the post office online store. You can get like those plastic envelopes where you put the shipping label, which I use these for all of my products anyways. I buy them from Amazon, but specifically for the international ones, you can get free ones from the postal service where the the envelope can be opened and like the customs officer can take out those extra sheets that they need for the international shipments. So where if you're sending a a package in the US, you you're only putting one piece of paper, an international shipment might have like two or three extra pieces of paper that they need to take some of them out during the process. So that's what I would recommend for international shipments. All right, so it was great talking with you today about shipping. I feel like this was um, a lot of information, but it's a lot of really helpful stuff. Shipping, again, is something that you you get better at with time as you learn more, especially about the boxes, what kind of boxes to order, stuff like that. You know, in the beginning, you don't really want to invest a lot of money into this type of stuff. So it's nice to get to a place where you feel like you really have things down. You know exactly what you need. When you run low, you just order more. You're just replacing and replenishing. Um, so so that's excellent. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful, helpful for you um, with the Q&A and everything like that. If you have any other questions, you can always reach out. Otherwise, I will speak with you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Makers Making Money podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Makers Making Money and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week with a brand new episode.